It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, to be able to live as you do, and to have that swell Miss Liberty gal carrying the torch for you. You're a lucky fellow, Mr. Smith. Look around you if you want a bride. You should thank your. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den podcast. I'm your host tonight. Giving a little break to Cleon, who uh, last week uh, did the hosting. So this week, it's myself, JJ, hosting the Orlando Lions Den podcast, along with my friends, Cleon. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Um, another another three points, a little squeaker there, but um, I'll, I'll take it. I'm always take those three. All points matter, as Kyle Smith likes to say. That's right. And my good friend down in uh, southwest Florida in the Fort Myers, Cape Coral, uh, you know, all that good area down there in Naples. Alex Ryder, how are you? Great. Uh, that was that was a fun day. Liverpool wins the F8 Cup in the morning. Orlando gets a cardiac cat match in the afternoon Oof, good 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 day to be a soccer fan in my house so i'm feeling good I, I i'm happy the cardiac cats are back i know people don't always like the squeakers but i'll take i'll take a late win away any day of the week well in the last eight games we'll put it this way orlando has won six so not bad you know out of eight games winning six not bad at all including a u.s open cup so let's talk a little bit about the game up North in Canada, in Toronto, uh, Orlando City came in uh, after uh, defeating the Union at the U.S. Open Cup and getting beat four to one in Montreal in Canada. They decided, hey, we're not going to lose this time in Canada. And it looked like they were going in for a tie until the 92nd minute when the tax man, the accountant, Kyle Smith, Puts a header into the back of the net and scores the winning goal, one nothing. Orlando had their chances plenty of times in this game, from Junior Urso missing, uh, Facundo Mauricio Pereira with his nice free kick that Bono had to come out of nowhere to grab that or hit it out so it wouldn't go in. So Orlando did have their chances, much more chances than what Toronto had. Uh, to me, this is a complete game. Uh, I know Cleon uh, kind of shook his head when I said I think this was uh, the best game so far this season that I think Orlando City has played from possession-wise to defense to attacking. Unfortunately, they only scored one goal, and that was at the end, but they did have their chances. Imagine if those uh, goals from Junior Uso would have gone in, Mauricio's free kick, and a couple other ones. We could have easily won three or four to nil on Toronto. Uh, Alex, tell me what you thought about the game. I loved it. Uh, I think 
we played great tactical football um, against uh, Toronto. I know uh, Cleon thinks that that was their Toronto B team that we played, but still, uh, I still think that we played great tactical uh, football against Toronto. Alex? Tactfully, I, I think I think we've gotten a little used to there being too many mistakes, us seeing those passes that don't necessarily help us in the long run. And we didn't, we weren't forced into those mistakes this week. I wouldn't say necessarily on the offensive side that we were firing on all cylinders, especially considering how many of our players on that side of the field are either hurt or carrying a knock. But as far as ball management and just managing the overall match, we didn't let this one get away from us, especially in on short rest and in with all the travel, but I thought it was good. I, I especially liked how not only did we defensively lock it down, Pedro gets his sixth clean sheet of the season. He now leads MLS, got a team of the week nomination in the best 11, but we also did did the strange, and I think this is the second or third time we've done it, where we pull back and bring in a basically do a three backs with two wing, wingers. And it was just weird. Um, we were talking before the show about how it's weird to see Ruan and Kyle Smith on the same, same side together. And that's, it ended up working in the end, but it was, it was a very strange tactic that, worked and a poppy special is a poppy special so i liked it i i thought it was defensively pretty well done but it, it wasn't their best 11 i will agree with cleon on that one but their best 11 they haven't fully mastered yet because they still who's the player they're bringing in later this summer eddie was talking about them a few weeks ago orlando city no toronto uh, Toronto's bringing in Inzaghi, I think. Inzaghi, I can't say his name. it's the Italian from Italy. Inzaghi, uh, he's supposed to be coming in uh, in the summertime. So, with I mean, Toronto, I'll be honest, Toronto's going to be actually pretty good, uh, probably in the second half of the season. Um, and also, Pozuelo did not play. Um, I guess he had a little knock before the game or something, and he got scratched. So Pozuelo, Inzaghi, uh, they're gonna they're gonna do some noise. They're gonna have some noise. I mean, come on, Bob Bradley. Something to note: this is the first time Orlando City ever, ever won at BMO Field ever in the existence of the MLS. So, yes, they did beat uh, Toronto. And a home game, but it was played here at Exploria Stadium last year. But I'm talking about at BMO Field in Toronto, in Canada. This was Orlando City's first win. Uh, Cleon, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'm definitely not as optimistic about this win as you are. Um, that hey, I've said a million times. You go out on that field and you see all and you see all them high, you see all them number 80s and number 77s. And number 82s and, and 96s. No, nah, bro. Is you got you gotta be ready to blow the doors off them cats because you know them dudes ain't even supposed to be on that field. That's TFC too. 
and, and uh, they rolling up in there with TFC too. Mind you, they first team healthy isn't even very good. This is like literally the worst team in the league right now. Um, definitely bottom three out of the entire league, both sides. So to barely squeak out, ha- have to have to pull off a last second miracle. Um, yeah, no, bro, not for me, not for me at all. I will take the three points every day of the week. Um, I, I said it before, JJ, you brought it up before, and you said when, when we were talking about it, it was like a, it was a, probably three, four podcasts ago, and um, when we were questioning, uh, I think you had said, "Well, do you think this team's actually really that good, or something like that?" And I said, "Well, they have to, they must be good because you watch them, and you're, and at least for me, and a, a lot of people that um." I hear they watch them and you're like, God, this team plays like trash. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the standings and you know you're top one, top two, top three, top four um, in the standings. So for me, for you to play that bad, not be able to score goals, we literally have a negative goal difference right now, oh, which, is insane, which is <laughs> insane, which is insane. That's got to be on. a record, though. Fun. Top of the uh, table for – a better part of a day with a negative goal describe. Bro, we have six wins. We have six wins that we played 12 matches. We have six wins and had six shutouts. And we have a negative goal difference. That's insane to me, bro. That's just Who like are- well, that was that Montreal. Put those four goals, uh, the Montreal game. And yeah. Well, I mean- well, I mean, who are we? The Pittsburgh Pirates right, getting let- no hit and still winning? Well, let's let's put it this way. Uh, NYCFC, they play 10 games all year, right? They can uh-huh. get beat. They can get beat nine to nothing next game, and they're still gonna have a plus two. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, is this crazy, man? Like, why can we this attack is it, it just drives me mad. The attack for the attack for our team drives me insane. I don't understand it. Why is it so hard to score goals? It shouldn't be this well, hard. I mean, uh, if you're gonna, I mean, look at Real Salt Lake. The, their goal differentials negative four and they have 19 points i mean I, it's just the way it is i mean come on yeah but it's always that way for us i know and, and we uh, so every it's, year, it's a problem. it seems like every year it seems like oh we're gonna do better on the attack oh we got facundo oh we got cara we got pato we're gonna yeah it's not happening <laughs> we got listen you know who your goal uh leading goal scorer is for orlando city Urso, I believe. Urso's there's in the three. Top. There's three. You got Urso, João Montinho, and Kara. So you got a defender, a really a, a center defensive mid guy. I, I call he's more of a center defensive mid. He's not really an attacking mid, an Urso. And you have your striker. It's pretty bad when you got basically almost a defender and a center defensive mid. Where is the rest of? Where's the Facundos? Where is the Apatos? You know, where is Mauricio? Where is that attacking? They're nowhere to be found. When you have João Montinho as one of your goal-leading scorers, a defender, and you got, to me, Junior Urso, that means that that attacking is really struggling, and it's struggling bad. We need to do something about it. Yeah, for me, I mean, for me, that's that's just – that was – it's tactics, bro. Like, it, when, when, when you keep changing players – and uh, you get an exact same result. At some point, that's not the players. If you ask me, it, it's like it's like it's like if you 
It's like if you uh if, if you go through like nine girlfriends in a row and you're like, yo, they they all keep breaking up with me. They all must suck. No, bro, you must suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like like at some point you gotta look in the mirror and be like, yo, it's not you. It must be me. <laughs> because the, we it and and uh Alex had brought it up before. It's like, well, what if we get to the window and bring in other players? I don't think it's gonna matter if we bring in other players. If we keep playing the way we play, and and we're always just gonna be one. 1.2 goals, one one goal a game. Like that's not that's gonna get you to playoffs, but it's not gonna who do you put the there? blame on here, Cleon? Who do you put the blame on? Well, we were talking we were talking about this so last week, and it's it it's tactics, it's not letting the players Cleon was ham- hammering on, it's not letting the players be who they are. And I had a discussion with a friend who after the was asking me what's going on, wasn't Kara really good in his previous, his previous team? I'm like, yeah, he was a 15 to 20 goal season player. He was playing just like Daryl DK and he's coming in and he doesn't look anything like Daryl DK. It's like, he's come in and we've told him to be a shadow of himself. I don't know. I can't say who's telling him to be like that. I don't even know if there's other factors, but it looks like, we're preventing players from using their full potential for lack of a different of a better term not giving them artistic license exactly that's that's that that's the perfect word to to describe it is you're you're taking you're taking their they're taking their freedom away from uh, um in attack for me um faku I, i i complained about him relentlessly um, about 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 them taking his his freedom away from him, but he has he has got it. I would say it's been at least four, including open cup runs. It's been at least four games straight where it looks like that's been returned, and and something's either been said or or something because now I see him constantly roaming, constantly getting in different spots on the field, and not just staying over there on the left. You know, now you see him on the right, you see him down the center, you see him on the left. And that's how he plays. So I'm even though he has been dropping a bunch of goals and things like that, um, he's been impactful for me. He's been he's been he's been out there and you see, you know, you see what he's doing and you see the creativity and you see the effect he's having on the on the squad in it. Um, but just the squad as a whole, I think we're just so focused on 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 um defense, defense, defense structure, defensive structure. And and so it's you're just ham- we're just kind of we're just kind of hamstringing, you know what I mean? All, all the all the attackers with their like their creative license, I guess you would call it as as Alex just said. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, it's when you look at a team like Atlanta, right? They've gone. Everybody remembers how like Atlanta came, they came out the gate and they got that style, and you're like, yo, what the heck is this? Like, like a different. They play different. <laughs> you know what I mean? LAFC, same thing. They play different. You can see it. Like, um, whether they want to win or lose, it's not going to be a shock if they drop two to three goals in a game. You know what I mean? It's not surprising to you. If somebody walks away and they got a brace or they get a hattie or, or something like that, NYCFC, same thing as well. Um, some of that is that freaking little rinky-dink baseball field they play on that no one else can figure out but them. Um, pinball machine, I'll call it. But um, Mason could those, throw that thing over halfway of the field. Yeah, but those, but those teams, when you look at those teams there, 
it doesn't matter who they're playing. You they you know they can explode at any point. You know what I mean? You know they can explode. And we just we just don't have that. We we don't play that way. And and it's and I don't know if it's that we don't have the players. I think I think we do. Um it's just the style we play. And they don't I, call I, it a poppy special for nothing. Yeah, that's the way he likes to play. So it's um it's gonna get us to the playoffs. I, I have no doubt about that. Um but I feel like it's capped. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean I say it every I had to say it three, four podcasts in a row now. That doesn't mean I'm saying poppy out, all this type of stuff. No, I'm saying poppy adjust. That's all I'm saying. Um, because these guys, we 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 have to be, we have to start getting more dangerous. You're just not you can't you can't just go trying to squeak out these these wins against like one nothing. Like, bro, come on, it's not well, gonna well, I mean it's not gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with benefit of the doubt here. Mm-hmm. I mean if Junior would have put put that one on the back of the net, one nothing, right? Mauricio's free kick, that was thing was going upper ninety, that was going in. Bono saves it, that gets through. That's two nothing, and then the goal by Kyle Smith say at the end, that's three nothing. But would look, we be talking, JJ, would we would 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 yes I would yes I would yes I would, and this is why because think about those three plays you just said, none of those are in run of play. None of them. They're, those are not run, 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 run and play uh, 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 instances. We don't play. We're we're playing like only chances to score coming off quarters and set pieces and and fluke fluke deflections from from a center midfielder. Like, but that's also where we've given up quite a few points this season. And every season, it's always it was a trope on this podcast for a year or two where we can't defend free kicks and. We yeah, but that, I mean that's not that's not really an issue right now. Like I know for me, for me it's it, like it's like this attack is like that's the issue. You know what I mean? Like I, I would say, guys, defensively, I would say guys are at minimum, at minimum, they're they're um they're playing as expected. You know what I mean? You're you're getting what you would expect out of out of them defensively. Uh, I'll give that. But um, in attack, we're way underperforming. Way underperforming. And, well, and what have you noticed at any staff Tell me if I'm wrong, and you guys will tell me if I'm wrong. What I'm noticing on the attack is I feel like they're they're holding on to the ball a little too long. Like there's a couple of runs that I don't know if it was Juan Montino making the run or, or whoever it was, and Facundo instead of passing it, he's dribbling it. Mauricio, same thing. I think Junior Uso was making a run, and he goes instead of passing him. And he would have had a wide open junior Uso. Instead of passing it to him, he held on to the ball. I feel like the players are holding on to the ball two, three, four seconds too long instead of making that pass, which they should make it and have it. And we would have, like, Uso would have been one on one with the goalie basically on that. Instead, Mauricio takes, I think, turns to the left instead of passing the ball. I just feel like we're holding on. The players are holding on to the ball a little bit too long. And they, one thing they teach in soccer is, you know, you know, it's one touch. You know, you get that ball, you pass it right away. And, and our guys are instead of dribbling it around and trying to find somebody instead of making that pass when they are making the run. And I think that's one an issue right there too. So, uh, but then again, it's like you said, it playoffs, works. It, it works for it works for Atlanta. It works for LAMC. They got Carlos yeah. freaking Vela who who holds on to the ball like Nani did, you know, or worse. 
<laughs> and and um, you know, they'll go drop three, four on you on your head. Like it's nothing. But then again, it's like you said, it's tactics, and then who, yeah, who who makes the tactics? It's the coach. Yes, he's got to so, adjust. I mean, and I mean, we're not saying we are not saying Poppy out. Let me clear that. Poppy, twenty points, first place in the East. There's no way we want this guy out. No, I mean, he's, you know, it's he's doing great. We just want that attacking forwards up front man to do something to score to you know when you got defenders and center defensive midfielders as your leading goal scorer what's up front what's missing we need to fix that and i think if we fix that that's going to bring more goal scoring and easier wins and it's going to put us very dangerous to where nobody wants to play us yeah like right now is like you're saying like we're sitting in i mean technically we're in second but we're really in like fifth it's, it's yeah. that's that's you know we're we got we games have in a hand. game in we got, hand and we got three. games in hand on people correct um uh po- points per game is where early in the season that's where you really should be looking that's the real standing there um because you know that takes that whole games out of hand and games of hand and stuff like that out of, out of the equation um points actual points per game we're like fifth um which is fine that's that's one out of a that's one out of a home game for a playoff spot so we're which um I was listening to Lewis Muzi on. I want to say 96-9 or something like that earlier. I think it was during the right before the Philly um, U.S. Open Cup game. And apparently they're shooting for like 1.55 points a game and which they're exceeding. Yeah, I believe they're exceeding that right now. Um, they believe that will get them to a uh, uh, top four position, which is he also said that's what their goal is, is to have a uh, to finish in the top four. Um, right so now they're 1.2. 1.2 per game goals points per game. Per, no, 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 not goals per game. I'm talking about points oh. per game. Like, like, uh, oh, 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 yeah, points per game. Um, yeah, right now they're like one six or something like that. So that's fine mm-hmm. for now. Um, but yeah, that's that 1.2 goals a game. That's an issue, bro. That's a serious issue. Right. That's got to get fixed. Like, you got to get, you got to get at least a 2.1, 2.3 to be. I mean, I mean we're, you got to get up. Our there, goals like, conceded per game is 1.3. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you that right now, just a regular Orlando City versus any team, the other team is predicted to beat us at any time. I mean, they they got one point three, we get one point two. So we and that's how it is, and that's goal. how it is when, when we watch. Like it's I mean I don't know. We're like like I said, we play down to teams. You know what I mean? Um Toronto, that's a team that's way below us, way below everyone, really. Um they're a team that's way below everyone. Uh, they don't they don't score goals. They don't they give up a ton of goals. Um, that's why they're by far um, like the like like even XG for like expected goals and stuff for like stat heads. Uh, for in, for example, Toronto for for ex- expected goal difference uh, per ninety, Charlotte is second worst in the East at zero point four three a negative zero point four three, right? Toronto is last at negative 1.25. Bro, that's like a gigantic, massive gap between them and the second to last team. So that's like, it's insane how bad they are, which is what I'm saying. I'm not going to pat myself on the back for beating the worst team in the East, second team or third team or whatever you want to call it, 
by one goal on a 92nd header or 92nd desperation corner header from Kyle Smith. Another defender, by the way. Um, Another you know defender, I mean? yep. yeah. But a great corner taken by Pata. Yes, yes. Great, great, great corner kick. Great header. Thank you. I'll can I, can I, can I, can, if we're going to talk about, are you, are you done with the stat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about corners for a sec, there was a combo um, during the match where it looks like there's a little bit of almost tension about Mauricio trying to take over every single corner kick when Facundo wants to take them. How do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about seeing visual? I don't know if disagreement is the right word, but I, not having a determined set amount of who's taking those corners and having their having the person that it having Pato take a corner and have that be what makes us succeed in the match. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, for me, I didn't. I didn't notice that. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Notice this game, but I have. But I have noticed that before. Um, I didn't notice it this game. I, I wasn't. It was at attention. the end of the first half. No, in... I don't. I don't doubt it happened. I'm just saying I didn't. I didn't personally. I didn't see it. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying I wasn't paying attention to it. But I have noticed, um, at least on three occasions, three or four occasions this season, where I've seen things like that. Um, one one was even on a one was even on a PK. Um, I think it was the one that pot, I was probably, I think that's the only one we had. So it was probably that one um, to where almost like Pato had to like wave him off. Um, I guess, cause I guess cause Mauricio's the, the captain, I guess he gets that final call or something. Um, but yeah, I've definitely seen like free kicks, uh, free kicks, uh, corners. Um, the one, the one PK I've seen where it seems like it's been a little, yeah. Like you're saying. I've definitely I've noticed that I've noticed something like that. I thought it was in my head, but apparently not. But then that goes back to the coaching staff and, and during practice, you need to tell, hey, you're the one that's taking the corners. You're the ones that's taking the PK. This is who takes it. And this is so I mean, a game plan them, set in stone. <laughs> exactly. And to have them argue or not argue, but whatever, have that friction on the field, you know, any kind of doubt whatsoever. Yeah, you shouldn't have that. And before the game, everybody, you know, uh, everybody should be in the locker room saying, okay, if we get a PK, Pato, you're taking it. Pato's not on the field, and such and such is going to take it. All right, Pato, you're doing the left corner on the left side. Facundo, you're doing it on the right side, okay? That's, I mean, that's all just game plan, like you're saying, Alex. I mean, I don't see why there should be a friction. Something I noticed now in the Eastern Conference, we're we're a game ahead of a lot of these teams, uh, and majority of these teams Wednesday will basically uh, catch up to us with the twelfth uh, game played because there's about ten games this Wednesday on the MLS uh, calendar, and I was just doing some of the math. We could actually fall to fifth or sixth place if all these teams win on wednesday yeah that's why i'm saying uh, that's why you look at points per game that's yeah because that's where we really are we're really in fifth yeah um that's that's why in early season that's why you have to look at points per game that's why you can't get excited and be like oh we're in first and then you play like three more games than everyone else you know making jokes about goal different negative goal differentials while in first in the east even though we're just gonna slide 
Yeah, it's 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 not so like for the, for us to end up if we end up in fifth or sixth um, after this weekend, it's not even really a slide. It's just it's just even back out where it was because it's we're not really in second. We are, but that's only because we we have played more games than everyone else. Yeah, we were. They they had already trying to catch us back, and we were like two games ahead of everyone at one point. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're still New York City on uh, NYCFC and and DC United. We're still two games ahead of them. Correct. And if these, if New York City wins those two games to catch up for the twelfth game, I mean that just puts them on to twenty three points, and we would have twenty points. So that would just put them three points ahead of us, right there. So, yes. Um, let's go to studs and duds real quickly, guys. Um, I'll go first with my studs and my dud. Uh, my stud is going to be. Uh, Juan Montino. Uh, uh, I think he had a great game um, all over the place. Uh, I the, the kid has been phenomenal this year. Yeah, he's, he's been good, man. It. He's been good. Uh, that left back, I mean, it's his. Nobody can take it away from him. Uh, the kid's been great, phenomenal. Got to give it to Juan. My dud, um, um, I'm going to give it to uh, it's between Pato and Facundo. I just, I mean, the height for Toronto, for, huh? For the uh, Toronto game, how uh, yeah. he literally won you the game. Pato Who? got the assist. Well, he got the assist, but hey, I, it was a good corner. Carl Smith right, literally didn't even have to move his feet. I'll give it to Facundo. <laughs> to me, Tom Dwyer could have finished that. Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one either. <laughs> um, I'll give it to Fagundo. I'm just not. I, I I just don't see. You know what all this big hype was at the beginning of the season. You know, I he brings up the ball. There was one that he's go. It was a counterattack, and he's going, and then he just brings it back, and we kick the ball all the way back to our defenders. You know, nobody was coming. But then again, Kara is slow, so I mean. Can't really do anything when you have a striker that's kind of slow, but it's just you're on the counterattack. You have two, I think it was two guys up front. He goes and then he decides, Hey, I'm gonna bring it back. And I'm like, Why? We're on a counterattack, we're beat, we have the numbers and everything. So, uh, to me, the hype with Facundo, I don't see it yet. I uh, hopefully I get to see it soon, but uh. That's going to be my dud. I don't, I mean, really, there was no dud to me, but I'll just give it to Facundo. Alex? Okay. Um, my studs go to, I got to give one, got to give some love to the accountant. Kyle Smith uh, coming off the bench, doing all right in defense, but being there when he needed to be and, Locking it down and bringing us those three points. Got to give it a little love for that, even if it was easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But um, also want to give some love to Pedro. Sixth shutout. He, he kept us in it the whole game. Love the haircut. Looks good. My what did gut, he do? He what, what did he do? I mean, the defense did everything. I mean, did he even save a ball in that like game? Two. I mean, it's the Toronto's trash, bro. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell y'all they trash. Still giving them love. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm not even talking about. Pay. I'm just saying y'all need to understand. Toronto is trash, bro. 
They also I'm not excited what he did, but okay, go ahead. And my dud goes to Kara. Zero shots on goal. Zero. I don't even think did he, he really. According according to wow. who scored, zero shots on goal, zero shots. So yeah, yeah. you're right. It, <laughs> it, I, I it, listen. J- 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 three... JJ's talking about his disappointment in Facundo. I'm still a little patient with Facundo because he hasn't necessarily been allowed to do that, do what he needed to do. Kara had a couple of weeks of like intro because he, he got hurt in preseason. But since then it's been, he's had like a couple moments of brilliance and that's been about it. I don't know if I'm looking for my instant Daryl DK. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you, Alex. I'm going to ask you a question, Alex. What do you expect of Kara? I, I, my Kara was my straight Daryl DK replacement, and I think I, I, and I, I, I was the guy on this podcast when we announced him that I was hyped. I, and I think I got too invested in him. So my part of that's probably on me and that's a me problem so i might so, be the in, in three that, years but... let me let me give you the stat in three years at the at rapid vienna okay at the austrian bundesliga he scored a total of 27 goals in three years okay so if you do three years divide that by 27 that's seven goals a season he already has two so five more and he's, he's yeah, made but how many numbers. matches was he in i know his first season there, he didn't have a lot of appearances. His last two, he had more. And he had quite a few in the Champions League. He had four or five in the Champions League across the last two years. I know that's group stage, but it's still it's still so, something to be proud I'm gonna of. Get you, I'm going to get you that because he's only had two in the Europa League and in the Champions League. Uh, I'll get you that number. But go ahead, continue while I get you that number on him because I was never really fond of when I know you were hyped up about I was, and, and that's what I'm saying is I think that this is mostly on me. I think I put too much on him. I thought that he was going to be a straight swap for Dale DK. And I don't think he is. I think he's a big guy that has a little, doesn't have a lot of speed. I was going to say a little bit of speed, but yeah. And, and he's there when he needs to be. He, but he's not, He's not Daryl DK. He's not what I I had projected on him. And yeah, I'm a guy just sitting in my office talking about soccer. I've never been that athletic, but I I think as a fan, I put too much on him. So he uh, he played. I'm gonna give you his stats real quick. While at Rapid Vienna in 2019 and 2020, he played a total of nine games, started five. Uh, 46 minutes per game and he scored three goals his scoring frequency was 139 minutes so he scored a goal so goals per game it was 0. 0.3 0.3 okay so what that tells me is he's due in he 2021 last hold on in 2021 he played 32 uh games started 28 played an average of 79 minutes per game had 15 goals, scored every 168th minute, goals per game, 0.5, not even one, 0.5. And then in 2022, 
and 21 last year, played 17, started 16, played 80 minutes per game average, had nine goals, scoring frequency 151 minutes each goal, and then goals per game, 0.5 again, not even one. And that's not what we needed. And I, I had overhyped him. So, so that's, that's, that's at Rapid Vienna, you know, in the last three years and everything. And then Europa League, he, uh, he had uh, zero goals, actually played six, started five games, had zero goals, zero goals per game. So that to me was not, is not a forward that, you know, doesn't look, I don't know if they thought that he was going to come in the MLS and, and start scoring goals left and right. But to me, that's not, you know, that's not a Daryl DK replacement, to be honest with you. Cleon, your studs and duds. All right, my stud. Uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with your boys, y'all, for sure. Um, yeah, he's just been, and, and that's, that might be, that might be a season long award or whatever. Because I don't, maybe I haven't given enough props. I've been giving props, but I think he's he he deserves even more than what we be shot what we shot him out on. He's getting the love all around. So yeah, but he's, he's been he's been really good. He's been really good. It's a contract um, year, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's playing he, for that money, I think. Oh yeah. I, question: You think he's do playing we, for we, the money, or is he playing to to go somewhere else? I, that was going to be my it, question. It, it, do it, we lock him too. down now? That's the question. Do we lock him down now? Instead if, of letting him leave, does he want to be locked down? Is the question. That's a good question. <laughs> or does he want to go to Europe, bro? I can see it. Uh, I can do, see it. He, he'd do better I in Scotland. Likely, that's you'll for sure. See that. I think this might be the final year you see your home on I think. I think so. I think so too. Honestly, I think so too. You you might see him. And uh, now I'm in sad. somewhere. Yeah, Let's I think see. so as well. Let me let me tell you something and. and just, you know, Rafa Ramos, perfect example, you know, left here, went to Chicago, didn't do very well in Chicago, ended up going to Europe, started with FC 20, brought him up to the first uh, division, then got a big, nice contract to Santa Clara in the uh, Portuguese Premier League, and now he's in Corinthians. So when when you see fellow Portuguese players doing that, I think João Montinho, I think you might see that he's done. This is his last year here. How do you think Bob Bradley felt seeing him do that well against him in Toronto after basically sending him away from LAFC? I didn't. Mohamed El El Munir. Well, that's why Bob Bradley's still in Toronto, (laughs) not in LAFC anymore. And that's why he can't beat Oscar Pereira. By the way, did you guys know that? Interesting stat. There we go. Bob Bradley has never beaten, never beaten Oscar Pereja. Never, not once. Not once. Oscar's beaten him three times, and they've tied once. So just in that little FYI there. So who's your dud, Cleon? Uh, Dud, I'm going to have to go with. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I got to go Kyle on this one. I gotta go, car. So I hate to piggyback off y'all, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna piggyback off your off your stud, JJ, and I'm a piggyback off your dud, Alex. It's okay. 
Sharing is caring. Yeah. Sharing is so, caring. Right. So at least you didn't overhype them up. So let me ask you guys this. What do we do now? So we're, we're all coming to a conclusion that Kara is not the main, you know, should we? Oh, I'm not, I didn't say a lot. Him? I didn't say no, a no, lot. No, but well, I'm not saying. This, this could get real interesting real quick. So JJ, go. I'm very interested. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're coming to a, soon to a conclusion. Not, not, not saying it yet. If he doesn't produce here in the next few games, and I'll say in the next probably two or three games, what do we do? Do we look for a forward in the next transfer window? I don't. I mean, uh, he hasn't been that bad, bro. Like he, like I'm talking about production wise. He hasn't been that bad. It's just um, like a lot of our guys. One, we just the whole team, bro. We don't we don't get shots off. We don't score goals. So no one's gonna have a bunch of goals. Like this is not just, Kyle Laren. No, I mean this. That's that. Plus, that was a different team as well. Like uh, um, one you can say whatever you want about Inchi, but. Uh, when it comes to attack, he he wasn't this type of he wasn't that type of coach. You know what I mean? He was uh, uh when it came to attack, he was like, yeah, go go get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We had no problem. We had no problem dropping goals. The problem was we were leaking goals. Um, we had no issue scoring and creating goals when when Inchi was here. Um, you know, there's got to be a balance. We we have to find that balance in between. That's in between Inchi, in between Oscar. And meet in the middle, you know what I mean. Um, to where you're you're not so careless and in, in in attack to where you're just leaking goals left and right, um, but you you also can't be so one sidedly defensive minded to where you're just stifling all creativity of your of your of your front four. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So w- when do we start worrying about this uh, forward position? We give it, you know. Pato continues to come off the bench. Yeah, because he's the only one that produces. Mm-hmm. He's the so only you're one that produces. For Pato to come off the bench, why not? No, 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 no. no. If Pato saying. continues oh. to come off the bench, if Pato, if the if the whispers of Pato carrying a knock and Pato's minutes being managed, like we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, continues, and instead of being in the starting 11, he is that player that's on the bench that comes in for the final 20 to 25 minutes. I want to see, and we don't know what's going on with Pato. The clubs hasn't talked about it. There's been no official news. There might not be nothing to talk about either. Okay, this is news What's going on with Pato? There might be nothing going on. There might, uh, to me, like that, that's not. Look at his minutes over the past Three or four matches, JJ. Yeah, but he's also played U.S. Open Cup. And he's, I mean, I mean, in the last two weeks, there's been about you know four games in two week periods, so, and he's played in all of them basically. Yeah, some but of three them of them, he was off the bench. Coming. I believe three of them, he was off the bench. Yeah, I think it, it could be. I think I personally think after the after the Rowdies game, at the end of the Rowdies game, he picked up a little something. Um, I think he's probably healthy now. Like um, he he doesn't he hasn't been looking like as as uh, limp. I guess you'll call it. <laughs> he hasn't been looking as limp like the last couple games is coming off. Like he's like even in this Toronto game, like he had he had a couple runs like straight up the middle. Yeah, he you looked I mean? good. Where I just wanted to see that quick. for he's sixty minutes. Well, 
yeah, he's moving well and, and things like that. So I, I think if he did, if he was carrying a knock, I think most likely it's over now. But um, maybe there's a skittish a little bit and just trying to make sure he doesn't get injured. Um, or, or it could also be after. I mean, you know, Oscar gets like this sometimes, bro. When we have a game like we did the other day where you go and you get lit up uh, against uh, Montreal, uh, Red Bulls, well, Red Bulls first and then Montreal, right? Um, where you get lit up and then I think he gets, he gets a little skittish because when, when, when they start falling apart defensively, it's, it's like he, he tries to get some control back. It happened last season too, where all of a sudden he started not playing Nani. And then once Potter came back, not playing him either. You know what I mean? Cause he just gets so overly focused. Oh, we gave up a bunch of goals and then he goes too hard the other way sometimes. Um, and we roll up into Nashville with like an all defensive lineup, and guess what? Mm. You don't, you know what I mean? And and, yes. and you and you go out on your back, you go out of the playoffs on your back with with freaking Nani and Pato sitting there on the bench, basically, um, not putting them in until like the last fifteen minutes. Um, when, a, after we after we give up goals, I mean, he gets like that sometimes, man. Where, where he's where he's leans back into that defensive mode. So um, hopefully, it's not. Hopefully that's not what's happening, and and because um, a lot of times if you see a guy like Pato on the bench, it's not even like last season. Like I said, last season after he was healthy, that wasn't he wasn't on the bench to like, oh, what if he gets hurt? That was that was Oscar not wanting to play Nani and play Pato together and things like that because it's not enough defense. All right, going back to the Tampa Bay game, he played eighty eight minutes. Uh, he's played minutes. Game. He's played minutes. It's just yeah. different spread and then out. The Red Bulls game, the following one that the Red Bulls beat uh, us, he played 45. He got mm-hmm. at halftime. He he went out. Then, you know, against Charlotte, uh, he basically um, he didn't start, but he came off the bench. And then in Montreal, he played. He came. He started in that one. Played 60 something minutes on that one. And then. In Philadelphia, he also started in that game in the against the Union, mm-hmm. and he came off, and then he came off the bench. So he's been getting his minutes. He's so got. Are they managing? He's. We don't. I mean, we don't know. But so then, so JJ, you you think there's no knock? You think it's purely? I don't think. I mean, a 32 year old guy who messed up his ACL, MCL, or whatever last year. I think more of managing minutes than uh, knock. I, I I just think, I mean, to me. Fair enough. I yeah, mean, he's the guy's played. playing 65 to 70 minutes per game, so as averaged this year. You know, he's played a total of 10 games, started eight of them. So, I mean, to me, that's, that's fine. I just, I mean, just give him some rest. And I think it's good. Listen, 32 years old, you, you want to keep him fresh. As much as much as you can, you know. If you start playing them all ninety minutes every game, you're gonna a he's gonna definitely get a knock, and he's gonna be tired when we need him closer to the end of the season. So, I mean, managing minutes is I I think what, what's going on here. I don't th- I don't think it's a knock whatsoever. Yeah, I don't I think it, right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think either. I think um like I said, he's played over the course of MLS and U.S. Open Cup, which is you know we're dividing guys up into two. Um, he's played 812 minutes, which is it's a good that's a good amount. It's that's towards the top, you know, that's definitely in the top eight or so of our team. 
So um, he's getting starter minutes overall. So um, I, I, I think I think I think the last I think for sure the last few have just been managing, and he looked a little tired at one point. Um, he looks like he's the rest has helped him a little because he looked a little spry. So I guess the next step is to see, you know, see if he if he's got his energy for you know 60, 70, 80. And it doesn't help that we it's basically him and Kara. We don't have Tesho to fill in there as well because yes, Tesho's definitely had a knock, and he's been. We don't really have a timeline on when he's going to be back. I would love to see him on the bench, either against Austin or Miami in the Open Cup, but we don't know how that's going to look. And talking about Open Cup, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, let's talk about who our next opponent will be. So far, we've been lucky to get everything at Exploria Stadium and been able to be playing at home. Uh, we played the Rowdies at home. We beat them. We beat Philadelphia. Now we're going to face our southern foes down in Fort Lauderdale, inner Miami. Uh, they're coming up and uh, bringing the Pink Flamingos with them up here to Exploria Stadium on May 25th in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup. If we win against them, we will then host again uh, the U.S. Open uh, Cup semifinals, Nashville versus Louisville City. Is this is this uh, quarterfinals or is this the round of 16? This is the round of 16. Okay, so then the quarterfinals would be against Nashville, Louisville City if we end up beating Miami. Yes, and that would also uh, be at home. And that would also be at home. Uh, so, guys, your thoughts on uh the quarterfinals and thinking about even to the semifinals if uh we end up playing Nashville or Louisville City. My thoughts on it would be we should beat Miami. Um there should be no uh no questions asked on that. I think uh we play our best lineup as always. I think at this point uh we go and we play the best uh, right now I don't care. We put, we're playing to win. I even think Pedro Galese should be starting in goal um, from here on out. My thing is we're four wins away from being the U.S. Open Cup and getting that league champions berth, uh, champions league berth. So my thing is let's play, let's play to win it, and let's uh, let's get a trophy. The U.S. Open Cup comes to Orlando, and we go to the Champions League of the CONCACAF. Alex, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I I love I love the luck of the draw. The I love that we're at home again, and I I want to implore anyone listening to the sound of my voice, please, 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 please. You got nine days. If I could teleport there, I would, but I just can't swing it. Please go to these matches, people. These are some of the most magical matches. Just coming out for the heart of the club. It's not a league match. This is win or go home. This is the excitement of near death experiences for your, your club in this competition. And it's against Miami. It's against the Flamingos. It's against all those, all the 20 fans they're claiming they're going to bring hundreds of fans and take over our stadium. I'm guaranteeing 
that it's going to be a lot less than that and that they're still somehow going to get kicked out for doing something rude and obnoxious but that's that's neither here nor there um i'm excited i'm a little apprehensive about how this falls for our scheduling just because we're playing in austin on sunday night and then we have to come home and prepare for a match on wednesday night which is better than we had it last round by like half a day but it's still not great so i'm expecting and i agree with jj on this one throw throw everyone at it i would argue maybe let mason take this one and then put pedro in for the semifinal or for the quarterfinal but that's a debate for another day other than that please throw everyone at it i don't want to see i don't want to I don't want to see even Kyle Smith in the starting 11. I want to see the strongest back for the midfield. We can hot swap. We've got three, three or four starters that you can hop swap in there real quick and then put the best you got at forward based on the injuries. So throw it all at them and let's let's win this thing i i i want to i want to have to make travel plans for orlando in early 2023 for for concacaf champions league that would be just unbelievable plus Leon. it's the open cup the open cup magical last there week you was go. fun leon yeah you know me i'm i'm all you you suppose if it's a cup you you go for every cup there is um, and and you go for them. The the order of priority is whichever one comes first. That's the way you do it. Um, you open cup. You're the first one up. So guess what? I'm going it all in for you until I'm dead. Um, once once that's out the way, then it's you know then you focus on on playoffs and and, and stuff like that. Um, but you you gotta you gotta go after every cup, man. Like we we're not. It's not like we got this trophy full of full of trophy. I mean, we got this cabinet full of trophies to wear. We can pick and choose on on what cups we we're going to hand pick. We're not that good to be just talking about. Oh, we're we're just going to punt the open cup and then we'll just get the MLS Cup later. Like, bro, that's how you walk away with nothing in your hand. You know what I mean? You go after each one as they come. Um, open cups here first. Let's go get it. Um, you go all in. I honestly think Mason, as long as you got your best your best front four in front of them, um, I think you can get away with Mason. I'm perfectly fine. He's he's really impressed. He's actually impressed me a lot um, in his development. Like I, I, we are, we actually talking about it a lot uh, last game, and I said and I said this. I don't even I don't count has him as one of the kids anymore because um, you know I'm I'm ruthlessly you know forget them kids, f them kids, or forget them kids when really? it comes to like I didn't when, it, when it comes to when it comes to open cup stuff. No, I'm no I'm not with that. I'm not with that at all. I'm not playing kids at the sake of like. Uh, trophies, bro. Trophies on the line. Uh, you know what I play, kids? In the preseason, that's when I play kids. Preseason friendly stuff like that. If you talking about you talking about uh, the trophies on the line, no, no, this is not the time. Go to OCB for that. Um, for me, uh, Mason, I don't count him as one anymore. That's a grown man. That's a grown man. That man's he's that's a grown man, bro. That's not a kid. Um, that's not one Actually, of the academy he's kids. About to he's get grown. married. He's grown, bro. That's a that's a grown man now. That dude's about twenty four. Biggest dude, biggest, strongest dude on the team. He's been practicing and waiting for freaking six, seven years at this point. He's ready. 
You know what I mean? He he's ready. He's the next guy up. So um I don't, I don't I don't count that dude. I don't count that dude as one of the kids no more. So he I will allow him the rest of them. No. Okay. That was so you want Mason in there. I go with all the whole, you know. I'll go. No, I'll, I have no problem putting Pedro in there, but I'm saying, um, but I, like if you want Pedro, this is this is how I'm fine as long as as long as you got the front four. I don't Kyle think it Smith matters. I don't think it matters. Which one do you want? What? Why am I choosing between Kyle Smith and Pedro? If Kyle Smith is starting in the back four, would you? Oh, he's have... defensive. He's defensive. So I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. That one. That one doesn't matter. Now, if you had said Mikey freaking Halliday, or 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 something like that, then that's different. Then you, you better get okay. Thomas Pedro. Williams. Thomas no, Williams. No, or no, Mikey no, Halliday. no, no, no. Okay, Neither thank one. you, JJ. Neither one. Neither. No, no. Then you need to give me Pedro. Um, okay. There we go. You, My yeah. question half been it. Yeah, but in, in my mind, that's not even a, that's not even a scenario because they should be nowhere near the pitch. All right, all right. Let's talk about our next match, guys. After uh, losing to Real Salt Lake in their last match and uh, losing two games in a row, Austin looks like they're falling down. But we can't say you know that they started out strong, but now they've lost two games in a row. Uh, now. They take we we go and travel to them. They're third place in the West with 20 points. We go there on Sunday and we got to take them on. They lost in the uh, Open Cup. They've uh, they've lost to L.A. Galaxy one nothing. They lost last week, like I said, to Real Salt Lake. They got to play midweek against L.A.F.C. Yes, uh, they're playing. That's right, LAFC. They're playing tomorrow uh, in LA. Wednesday. Yeah, they're playing uh, in LA. Then they come home and they take us. What are your thoughts on this game, guys? This is a, a big game for them. Uh, I don't know if Matthew McConaughey is going to be there or not, hitting the drums or what, but um, this is a big game for both of ours, for Orlando City and for Austin, I think. I think this uh, a victory for Orlando here would uh, basically, um, I guess, put him on the right track. Uh, I'm looking at their goal differential. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 23 goals, 4 to 11 against. They're, that's a positive of 12 goals. Um, and they've only two, played 11 games, bro. Yeah. And they that's played 23 goals games. in 11 games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they got Sebastian Drusi, Cecilio Dominguez, Diego Fagundes, Ruti, uh, Maxi Arruti. I mean, they got, they got a heck of a team. Uh, Alex Ring. What do you guys think about this game um, against Austin? And Alex, and let's not forget, they got Ethan Finley, another one. I mean, they got a heck of a team. <laughs> okay, so to talk about that goal differential first off, a um, little, little factoids for you. I, I don't feel as good about that goal differential because, let me do the math right here, 12 of that goal differential came against the likes of FC Cincinnati, Inter-Miami, and Vancouver. All right. See, look, this is my this is my counter to that stuff. 
This is my county daddy. That. That, look, that bad look no, on. this is this is what this. Hey, you're not the reason I'm jumping on this is because I'm shouting out Mike Mike Aspelain in my in my in my group chat. He does this with Austin too, and he's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because they play Cincy." Let me ask you: add up, add up, all, add up all our goals we scored against Cincy. Can I finish or what? We, we don't light up. You're gonna let me finish. We don't light up Vancouver. We don't light up none of them teams. You just when was last time we played Vancouver? It doesn't matter. I guarantee you we didn't drop five on them. You're going to let me finish? <laughs> All right, keep going. Gold, their goal differential is not what I'm looking at here. It's their performances at home. Five nothing against Cincy. Five one against Miami. One one against Seattle, which is more of a feat than people give them credit for. One nothing against Minnesota. Three nothing against Vancouver, and the I think their only loss at home so far this season is against the Galaxy. Now, I understand that they are much more dynamic offensively and much and have much more flair and light up success against clubs that we a club Cincinnati. No, all of them. Read the scores back and tell me tell me if Orlando City's gonna do that to those teams. I would love to us to do that to Miami. Are I would too. do that. I don't know, but, that, but we've never never not once have we done that to Miami. Anyways, <laughs> all I'm saying is they're at home, and that's what scares me the most, especially considering how anemic we are on offense. I'm not feeling like this is one of those matches where we're going to go in and blow the doors off of them. But I foresee somehow Poppy doing some weird tactics where we we keep them to not blowing our doors off. I don't think we're going to win, but I don't think this is a loss for us either. I think this is. So let me ask you this. Do you think, do you see uh, another Red Bulls type game? No, this is not a game. This is not a Red Bulls or Montreal game. That's a a thank you for just quantifying it for me. No, this is not, we're not going to go in and get our, our blows drawn off or draws, um, draws blown. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No. I think this is one of those ones where we go in and we play squeaky clean and still come out with a point. 2-2. So you say 2-2 tie. 2-2 tie with goals, and I'm going to keep manifesting it till it happens. I'm going to say brace for Facundo, actually. All right. I know I'm jumping ahead to the scores, but. No, that's what no, we gotta do. Anyway. I was talking. I was talking. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do. Cleon. Um, bro, this team is is like it's so it's so weird. Um, you know, if if we don't lose, you know, we're scoring. It's gonna be one one. <laughs> um, so I'm 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 so stuck between picking a one one draw or uh. Or three-one loss. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should go in the middle. Two-one loss. Two-one loss. This is gonna be my first ever uh, 
No, this ain't my back to. I'm not picking back to back losses, am I? No, I'm not. No, because Toronto no. wasn't the back. Yeah, I, I didn't. All right, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Montreal was the Toronto. one you picked as a loss. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we all picked the, them to lose against Montreal. I'm gonna say different. I'm gonna say Orlando wins three to one. Pato, Ooh, I hope so. Okay. Pato's gonna start, um, and then he'll put Kara against Miami, uh, and I see. Uh, I see Juan Montino scoring another goal also. I think that this. would make him the leader of this. No, uh, Pato, Pato, Pato would have three also. Pato has two already. Well, Pato has three. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say Facundo scores a goal also. So there's your three uh, goals right there. And I, and I think Orlando is going to come out hot on this game. Um uh, is the game on national television? I am very unsure of that. Because it's an 8 o'clock game on Sunday. So that's why... Uh, well, they're in Texas, so it's, that's not really odd, is it? Huh? Is it? Being there no. in Texas, that's not really strange, is it? It's an, hour, it's an hour difference, but it's a 7 o'clock, but everything goes mm. East Coast. You know what I'm saying? So 8 mm. o'clock game, prime time. On a Sunday, I would assume it would be. Um, no, it's on ESPN Plus. No, eight o'clock, but no. Fox How Sports is, is the one. Fox How Sports has the Portland Philadelphia game on national television at 10 o'clock. So, but yeah, 3 okay. 1 Orlando City, I think, wins that game. Um, let's go to shout outs, guys. I'll go. Uh, I'll go first this time. I don't think I'm going to steal anybody's shout out. I want to give a big shout out to Orlando City uh, for opening the lower bowl, all of the lower bowl uh, for the Open Cup, uh, and I think they're probably going to have to open some of the upper bowl. Uh, I went to try to go buy tickets, and every time, uh, let me tell you something. This is really not a shout out. This is a I'm pissed off. Shout out. Every time I went to go buy a ticket, the damn thing kept on telling me technical error or whatever. So then I would go back to try to get the seats that I wanted and they were gone. So then I went and tried it again. Another seats, same thing. I was getting mad. So I decided I didn't buy any tickets. <laughs> I like, And you know me, I like to have my seats close to the field. So, uh, yeah, so try to, I don't know if it was, and it was just during the season ticket members selling on the thing, but shout out because they did open the whole lower bowl for the open cup. And I'm assuming they're going to open up some of the upper bowl, especially on that East side on the sun side, but, uh, shout out to, uh, to Orlando city for opening up the lower bowl, all of it this time for the open cup. All right, uh, Cleon. Let me. Yeah, I was about. I was about to say. Let Alex go first. I think it's gonna be. I mean, last. Um, this time I'll go. I'll go. Shout out to uh, Mister Mister Inter Inter Miami, Inter Trash Lauderdale CF, Twitter, who started immediately making excuses, immediately following the Open Cup draw. Uh, before the teams even met. You know, uh, getting 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 those getting those excuses lined up, getting all the ducks in a row, 
and um and, and complaining. So we still don't care. We don't care about your excuses. We don't care how many games you got to play. We don't care who's injured. We don't care about any of that. We don't care how many fans you're going to bring. We don't, we don't care how many fans is not going to come. We don't care where you got to sit. Yes, we put you in the corners because there's no there's no rain cover there. We hope it rains too. So we don't care. Come to come drive up 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 to Orlando and take your L and drive straight back to Trash Lauderdale. All right. Nice way to put it. Ryder. My shout out goes to ESPN, specifically ESPN Plus and the magic that was the U.S. Open Cup Goalcast Whip Around Show. Oh, yes. Last Wednesday. My word. I sat on my – I tried to get Cleon to delete delay the show last week. We literally came on at 1030 at night, and they were still going. They went on all – they went for like seven hours. Shout out to the everyone from start to finish on – that show the person whose idea it was the producers the the editing the the everybody and sebastian salazar and hercules gomez my word chef's kiss everything about it the guests i loved it it was the perfect combination of nfl red zone and the manning cast for monday night football combined into a magical night for U.S. soccer nerds who love the magic of the U.S. Open Cup. So please, more. I will watch every minute of the Open Cup Sweet 16 if you do that both nights. I will I will even chip in for, to make sure that Sebastian Salazar gets his taco bar. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, this uh, podcast was brought to you by Accurate Mortgage for all your lending needs and make sure you get them now before interest rates really go up. Get with Leo Gonzalez at Accurate Mortgage. Also by Fieldturf. Fieldturf. Hey, uh, guess what, guys? Atlanta's coming up. So uh, Fieldturf, they have all the fields from the Champions League and everything. Uh, they're starting to do, uh, I think, Seattle or whatever. So they got them all. They're the ones that those uh, field turf uh, can't even think now the stadium uh, turf for the soccer fields. And then also Eddie at Liberty mutual, make sure you give him a call. If you want to get your insurance lowered, I know that he's done me with my cars, my home insurance, everything. So get with Eddie with Liberty mutual. Yes. Eddie's a beast. Right, bro. Eddie's a beast. He, and he's, some he's exciting mine. news he for him. Mine too. He did mine too. He did mine too. House, house car and house. So yeah, it yep. is a beast. Get on that people. All righty guys. Anything else you guys want to say before we say vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Uh, vamos Orlando. Let's get this. All right. Till next week guys. Let's beat Austin and let's go. Vamos Orlando till next week right here on Orlando Lions Den podcast. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.